Hey, welcome to the show tonight. I keep doing that. I don't know why. It's supposed to switch over automatically, but it doesn't. Anyway, welcome. Boy, it's hot here in Sacramento. It's 106 today. and I'm feeling it in here. I have a fan on, and I can still feel it in the, in the studio. Welcome, everybody. I'm so excited about tonight. Um, as you know, as you may, not, may or may not know, California Haunts is actually a paranormal investigation team, and we've been around for a long, long time. And one of the key people on this team that I have worked with is Karen Clark. Um, she's been with this team for a long time, for a long, for the longest time. She was our lead field psychic, uh, but then she had some illnesses happen, so she uh, she she does remote work for us now. But uh, it's great to have her on. We've had a lot of adventures. I know um, a couple weeks ago, when one of my guests didn't make it in, I told some ghost stories about some shadow men. Uh, you know, sightings and stuff like that. And uh, people had kind of requested seeing Karen, because I kept mentioning Karen's name and all this. So I got Karen to come on today, and I'm really excited about this. So who knows what's going to happen when Karen and I get together. It's it's like two sisters, and, you know, blah, I and mean, we, we laugh and, and everything else. But we have seen a lot in our time doing this, and a lot of different experiences. And um, I can't wait to start, but I want to let you guys know right now, I've also got some EVPs. So I'm going to be looking. i got a chart right here. Karen and I are going to be talking off the cuff, too. But I've got a chart right here, different investigations. I'm going to do a share screen to our website so we can look at some photos. And I also have EVPs connected to the different pages on the website so you guys can hear some of the EVPs we've gotten. Some, I've, got one, I've got one that's really sinister. And, and, and uh, that's from a residential that we did here in Sacramento. So, um, yeah, it's going to be a cool night. The other thing that I'm excited about, all kind of, it's kind of bittersweet tonight. This is one of the last shows I'm going to do in this studio. Um, this is my photo video studio where I do a lot of my, my, I'm supposed to be doing a lot of my photo video work. But I ended up, because I wasn't ready with my sound booth in the other room, I ended up moving the radio show in here. And for the last few in the last months, I've been in here. So I can't do any photo work in here. So tomorrow, um, Marisa's coming over here. She's going to snap some pictures of me actually at this desk doing, it, doing the show in here. And then maybe Wednesday or next Monday, I'll be doing the show out of the, uh, out of the booth. And to give you an idea of the difference in size, right now, looking at the wall ahead of me, I've got about seven feet maybe five, six, seven feet to the wall. I can look at my Mad Kelpie Productions poster. When I get in that other room, it's only the clearance is only going to be maybe two, maybe three feet to the wall because, like I said, it's a sound booth, so it's more enclosed. 
So yeah, we'll be I'll be moving in there. So I'm really excited about that. And you're gonna see a whole a whole new backdrop too. I've got a new backdrop I designed and everything. Anyway, I'm gonna shut up now. Without further ado, I want to introduce Karen Clark. Hey Charlotte! Hello. So good to see you. It is. How are you doing? I miss you. I miss the I miss the gang. You know when I was hearing the California haunts music, do do, <laughs> you know, it just brought back so many memories. It just flooded to so many memories. We did like what ten years together, something like that. Yeah, and then before cool. that, we did AP. You know, you worked with API, and right. you were on your own too, doing some stuff. So we've had a long time together. Yeah. You know what? I want to tell everybody too. Um, Karen matured. Karen wasn't new. What was a was a what was a well, I don't know, was a beginning, beginning psychic, but she she wasn't. <laughs> she, was, she was green around the edges, and she was with the API. She made the change over mm -hmm. to, to to California haunts, and uh, I was glad to have her. In fact, it was funny. I hadn't seen her for a long time, and I went to get a flu shot, and there she was. Oh, yeah, that's right. I remember that. That was like, what, 10 years ago or something? Yeah, yeah I was asked. given the flu shots that year. Yeah, and that's when I asked her to, to come on the team because she wasn't uh, with API any longer. But it was funny mm -hmm. because when I knew Karen with API, I was filming API for a TV show on public access called California Haunts. And um, Karen was excitable, and she used to scare the hell out of me. <laughs> Because we'd be in a we'd be in a dark building, and mm -hmm. you know she'd say, "Oh my God, did you see that?" Mm -hmm. And I just because you know here I'm focused on filming, right? And then all of a sudden I hear her scream. She's the psychic, and I'm I'm like, "Oh my God, what was that?" Mm -hmm. So yeah. Oh so, man. But it was funny, you know. It, it, yeah. It was funny. But you were You're so just, funny because you just I, you know, I, my brain is just flooded with memories, <laughs> just flooded. I don't know where you want to begin. I, I guess I, so I guess I could introduce. A, Tell you a little bit about myself. Um, Go ahead, go for it. Well, I've been doing this. Well, I was born seeing spirits, um, feeling things. I felt weird as a kid, and um, never knew where it came from until later in my life. I kind of found out where I think it might have came from. I came down with this indigenous disease, and so. Obviously, I have ancestors that were very spiritual, and I've always been a spiritual person, but ever since I was young, I could always sense the other side. Um, it wasn't so much that I, I could see them and hear them right in front of me, but I could, I would get these feelings, and there have been quite a few times I've seen apparitions. One time was when I was working at the hospital and um, some lady came and uh, said, your patient's going to go real soon. And she flatlined two minutes later. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. You know, I, I was trying to think of all the stories that we could, we could share. And the, there's so many that stick out in my mind. But I remember one. Um, when we, we went to a, a graveyard, we were doing an, what were we doing out there? I don't remember. It was years ago, but you and I, you were driving in your van. I was sitting in the passenger seat. I couldn't believe it. You were just driving 
and like maybe 10, 15 feet, there was a, a huge shadow man that just walked right across in front of us. I couldn't believe it. I said, Charlotte, I, I was just like in shock. I didn't say anything. And then you said, oh, my God, did you see that? I said, I did. <laughs> I was waiting for you to say something. That was really cre creepy. He was about, I don't know if it was a man or a woman, but the the the, the thing was like six feet tall. Yeah. And it was just this huge, gray, dense figure and just just walked right in front of us. Woo! And it blocked the headlights. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He never came to us. You drove past there, and I was trying to pick up who it was, who who the spirit might have been. I I know I did some channeling work in the graveyard, and I did pick up on some some spirits. So maybe it was somebody that got unleashed or <laughs> was just hanging out. That's right. You know. We, yeah. Out. I don't know, but that's not the first time we, that as a team, we encountered weird stuff. I mean, Downingville was another place that that. that oh my God. But to tell a funny story about Downingville is, uh, we have these jars that have have bugs in them that light up, <laughs> and they're they're called firefly jars. And uh, I'm not going to give it away because people will run out and buy them. They're hard to find now, but mm -hmm. the, the the ghosts like them. They like the, the, the it works kind of like a dowsing rod thing where you can ask or an EMF meter where you can ask questions and the ghost will play around with the firefly because mm -hmm. it's, and uh, I'll have an example of, of, of an EVP about that too later. Mm -hmm. And um, so we had this thing and Karen and Mickey and I were just set it down and Karen walks by <laughs> <laughs> and Karen swore <laughs> that it was a real firefly. And I remember you looking down and you said, uh, well, you know, that thing's going to die if you don't poke holes. At I was pissed. I'm like, what are you guys doing to this poor bug? <laughs> you know, I thought it was a real firefly. And supposedly when spirits go by, the bug reacts. And I'm like, why don't you have holes on top of the the jar? The jar lid. How come there's not any holes where the, the, the bug can breathe? Yeah. And then when they said it's a toy, I said, oh, man, this this blonde I was a blonde back then, and I tell you, it just went down too deep or something. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I never knew about. There's so many um, things that you can utilize in yeah. the paranormal world. It's just coming out at nothing now. I mean, you you go on TV, and there's some new apparatus every week, and a lot of it's cool, and some of it's iffy, and and I really seriously think a lot of times some some of our best, best investigations were the ones where we used like the simplest things like right. flashlights with no batteries that would go on mm -hmm. when we contact those kids in, in that hotel or like the bug or um, just simple things. Simple stuff, yeah. Yeah. Simple stuff. You know, a lot of people when we go out, they expect the stuff from TV. Oh, yeah. If we go out, we don't have it. They're disappointed. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, I can't afford all that stuff. I mean, we we, no. we work on donations. It's insane. You'd have to have, have TV people backing you to afford all that crap. But that stuff, let me tell and you. And you have a lot, though, Charlotte. Don't cut yourself yeah. through yeah. it. I mean, yeah. you have a lot of, of equipment. 
It's what really we cool. Really good. And one of the things we do out in the field where a lot of teams don't utilize psychics. They don't, they, they utilize them, but they don't know how to use them properly. Yeah. And one of the things we do is I've got remote psychics that look at the case that will, I'll send them a photo of the front of the house and they'll do a read on the house. And then I'll decide I have psychics on my team that have different talents. Karen, you know, Karen's a nurse. I have one that, that, that just takes care of her grandkids and stuff like that. So when we run into children or something, I, I can pick and choose who I want to go out. That's going to handle the, handle whatever's at the case. Yeah. And, um, thank you. Somebody said that was awesome. I am awesome. <laughs> we know that. Party on. Yeah. And so um, then what happens is, is that, you know, we, we use our, our psychics in a way, because you see these TV shows where they go out and it drives me nuts because they mm -hmm. go out and they're like, are you, are you a man or a woman? Blah, 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 blah. And it's just for TV and it takes forever. And it, it makes it, it makes me a mental case. We're very thorough. We go out oh, yeah. question questionnaire before we even go out and investigate. Yeah, we and do a we great around, preliminary. Yeah. We look around the house for the high EMFs, you know, and, and, and we're doing all that. So by the time we get back, we have everything we need. So then what I do is I will send what I got on the preliminary to the investigation team, but not the psychics. Psychics right. don't do anything. They go in cold. I know so that. Team, so when my team goes out, they already know where the high EMF is in the house. So if they come across any high EMF that's not on the list, then they then, then they can start looking into it as being possibly mm -hmm. paranormal. That's mm -hmm. how we operate. So then the psychic comes in. And, you know, I have a general idea where to put cameras, but ghosts don't, ghosts don't come out on cue. No. So Karen will come in and do a walk through the house and she'll say, you know what, Charlotte, I think you need to put a camera over there in that room, in that room. I think that's where, you know, they're going to be tonight. So then we shift, we put the cameras where the psychics tell us to put the cameras and we go from there. So now as we go in, the psychics go with us through the rooms and they'll tell us, well, Karen can tell us. Karen will tell me if it's a woman or a kid that we're dealing with. And that mm -hmm. helps a lot when you ask questions. In what era? You don't want to ask somebody from the 1800s era about motor cars, you know? No, no. no. And sometimes, you know. sometimes, like, it'll hit you like a two-by-four. And um, other times, it's like you really got to be still and listen and, and you know, just because somebody crosses the other side, they some people are like in the middle, some people have crossed and then they visit. There's all different variations. And the thing is, is that sometimes they gotta warm up to you. They they don't know they know that you have a medium ship, but they they don't know who you are. So it takes time for them to warm up. Like Charlie at Murphy's Hotel. He knows me. How many times have we been out there? <laughs> he, he like, he, we go out there and, and there's nobody on the first floor. This is uh, Murphy's Hotel in, in um, like a gold mine town. Murphy's Beautiful old historical hotel. And the, the owners know Charlotte and um, the ballroom is, uh, is just immaculate. It's huge. And uh, often we'll get a group of gals, and I remember a few times, there were, there were gals, just girls, and I picked up Charlie, I always pick up Charlie, and then the curtains will move, and then we'll get an EVP that Charlie is, is talking to me, 
or talking to us, a male voice. And, and there's no way that um, we, there's no way that everybody has gone home. There's nobody on the first floor. The janitors are gone, so there couldn't have been any mills around. That's what that's what was so exciting about that one EVP we had got. And then I think one time he came in Michael's voice, if I don't if I remember right. That was really interesting. Yeah, that freaked me out. Um, yeah. Well, I'll show you guys the ballroom that Karen's talking about. This room right here. Um, I like the yeah, show. It. It's kind of cool, you know. Yeah. Um, at least we're able to show you guys, you know. Let me know if you guys can see it, you know, to make sure that you can see, actually see the screen I'm on. I'm just switching back and forth real quick. Um, that's the Mark Twain ballroom. And those drapes that are on the windows, if you guys, I, I'm pretty sure you guys can see this stuff, I hope. Um, those, bra those drapes that are on the uh, windows right there, the staff will go in there and find them closed all the time after they have them open. Because the whatever's in there will open and close them. Yeah. Also, tables, they'll find the tables, they'll, they'll put tablecloths on, and all the tablecloths are off the tables. And there's a kitchen behind that door, and they, they also hear things moving around the kitchen when they're in there cleaning and stuff, and there's nothing in there. Um, mm -hmm. So what Karen's talking about is we were doing a, a EVP session in that room, I think, and... Um, 3 a.m., I think it was around 3 a.m. Yeah, it was 3 a.m., yeah. and... Uh, this voice, we got this voice and it sounded like her husband and it scared me because a lot of that, you know, when you pick up somebody that, that, that is a live voice, that means there, there's something going on with them. Yeah. So when we got it, it was, um, I remember Karen saying, unfortunately those EVPs are gone off here for some reason. I remember Karen saying, I love you. And then you hear it. I love you too. And it sounded uh -huh. just like her husband. And so I told that him. That was weird. Because yeah, I, I called Michael. He was yeah. fast asleep in yeah, uh, Sacramento. <laughs> yeah, you better call Michael. Whoa. But, Mur but Murphy's Hotel is is neat because we've been there so many times. Like Karen says, the ghosts know who we are. Oh, yeah, definitely. So when you come in, you know, it's 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 really cool. because They're, they're like friends. Yeah. And Eleanor, the gal that, that, that runs it, the ghost that runs it, right? Yeah, Ellen, I picked up on Eleanor. She's Some people picked up on another name. What's really cool is California haunts, like Charlotte says, have really gifted uh, psychics, mediums, different. Like, I'm more of a medium. Some are more psychic. And um, a lot of times they'll do the preliminary, and I'll come in afterwards or vice versa, usually. And we'll compare notes, especially when I worked out in the field. And... Nancy and I were almost like 90, 95% right on. Same thing with Jason. When I work with Jason, who's very gifted, we would compare notes at the end of the night, you know, because we would have different groups and we would go out and um, go to uh, different rooms of the house or, or um, but have absolutely no contact and absolutely nothing could be Googled. I mean, it was just cold, 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 cold. And um, so that, that, I always found that really fascinating. Because a lot of times at the end of the night, we picked up on a, a lot of the same things, which kind of gives you confirmation, right? Right. Hey, yeah. uh, can you guys see that Murphy's Hotel screen? I'm hoping you can. I'm I see sure. it. Okay, okay. All right, so we're on. So, yeah, so Murphy's is a great place. Um, we can take you through some of the rooms if you guys like. Um, Room 19, 
is supposedly where a miner uh, had passed away in there, and we yeah. you know, we got some good EVPs. That's Randy from from uh, from long ago. But the interesting thing about Room 19 is one of the uh, chief uh, events is that the water turns on and off at night by itself. And yes, it does. We, we debunked it in a way. We debunked it. Uh, we were staying in Room 18 on the other side of this room, and I'll show you Room 18. Yeah. Uh huh. The pipes, right? Yeah. Right. And about yeah. three in the morning, because we don't sleep. Are you kidding? We're ghost investigators. And Karen and I happen to be sitting there. And we heard the pipes in the walls. And when you listen to the pipes in the walls, it sounds like there's water running. So we were able to debunk that. So that was yeah. also room 18. Almost every room at the Murphy's Hotel is haunted. So room 18 also has the spirit of a woman. And there's always, you know, the stories you hear of the woman that's waiting for her lover to come in from the gold oh. and all this. This is what happened in room 18. That's she was so sad. And she hung out in this room. So, um, yeah. So if you I pick up on her emotions and I start crying. Yeah. I don't I, I really don't let anybody jump in my body anymore. I haven't for many, many years, especially now because I have uh, health issues. But um even then, you know, I'll listen to you, but don't you jump into my body. But that's oh man, that was a sad, sad case. She was um uh uh her husband was a minor and left her and she was waiting for him to return. I think she's pregnant too. Yeah. And I remember that case yes. and um, you could hear her crying faintly. I mean, even the people that worked there for years, they would walk by the room 18, right? Yes. And, and they would hear her crying and I channeled her and I got her story. I don't know if she crossed or anything. I don't know if she crossed. You know, we, we always try to, to plant the seeds to let them know we can help you cross over. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but it's ultimately between them and God, you know? We're not gods. We're just people looking for answers and very spiritual people and trying to help people on this side and the other side. Yep. Yep. And I love trigger objects. So in room yeah. 17, um, Karen and I decided to play. Let me go to room oh, 17. Yeah. Or 16, I'm sorry. In room 16, uh, this is this is an old file from room 16, so I'm trying to get you a picture of room. There we go. Room 9. Room 9, anyway, uh, Karen and I decided to play poker. That was a blast. And um, we had the light fixture on, and we were doing a hand for, hand, you know, a hand for us, uh, a hand for the ghost which we put and it was fun because as we played the game the light would flicker above us oh my god and you brought props remember you bought like a bottle of whiskey yeah cards like old-fashioned cards and you bought um something else poker chips i think yes and they're like we had cowboy hats and stuff you know and and, and as we played it well, we always get baseline screenings everywhere we go. Every right. room gets a baseline screenings. Right. And the and the air got heavier and colder and colder, and the lights started flickering off and on, off and on. And they were, yeah, definitely. We we woke some some miners up, I believe, or they wanted to come join the fun. Right. And the funny thing about it was, he kept the, the ghost kept losing hands with the game, and when he won. 
the lights went absolutely crazy. Oh yeah. I guess you remember he was so excited. Yeah. And we caught it all on video. It was pretty it cool. It was great. It was great. It was great. But that's the Murphy's Hotel, you guys. And um no, there was nobody around us either. Remember? No. There was no, I mean, usually when we go, they don't have any customers there or very, very few clients right. or customers. Right. When we go, um, the owners are so nice, they just usually shut it down for us for a whole night just to do our right. investigation. Let's oh see. yeah. And of course go ahead. The story I remember um, that I'll never forget as long as I live is when we went to the um, Sacramento Theater Company. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Holy moly. That night was wild. That was wild. There was a lot and of stuff going on in that place. and Allegedly um, haunted for years. Yeah. Yep. You know, I remember... Uh, Going, remember the door thing with the, with, with that big yeah. door, and I yeah. walked in and I was filming, and I think it was Anne was doing the reading at that point. She was, and I had stepped through the door and I heard footsteps coming towards me from the left, and no one was there. And was I heard funny. it too. Yeah, and it was funny because it sounded like they had keys on a belt because every right. time they would step down, the keys would jingle. And remember? then I and then I. And then I channeled in a, the guy that worked there and he said, what are you doing here? And I said, we're doing an investigation. And he says, well, just don't mess anything up. <laughs> okay. Okay. Fine, dude. Fine, sir. No problem. We won't mess anything up. Right. Oh, you know what the, Hey, Michael, can you put that light up higher? <laughs> There's some, some, something just went out. A light one out. And it was funny because Janelle, um, who's on the team also, I had moved to where Ann was in the, at the front of the group. And I sat there and watched as Janelle had the same experience by the door. So it wasn't just Karen and I. Somebody else heard the man, too, because Janelle was looking at us. And then she would look off to the left. And then she'd look back at us. And she'd look off to her left. So she was she was hearing and hearing this guy walking. Sharing. I'm and listening, Charlotte. I'm sorry. That's okay. And then as Karen and I were walking around the place, we got into the dressing rooms, and there were boxes that were up on uh, up on shelves on the walls. And as we went through the as we went through the room, all the boxes would move with us. Yeah. It was weird. It was really weird. It was August. Yeah. It was like a day like today, like it was over hundred. There was absolutely no breeze. There was no um. Um, the AC was off because it was like yeah. in the middle of the night. Um, and, and the door was heavy. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I remember. Yeah, that. yeah. And there was only like three of us. Thank you. That's better, Michael. There was like three of us and that door just slammed. And I mean, it scared it. <laughs> yeah. And then we walked a little ways. And then um, to the right of us, they had the mannequins. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They had the costumes of the dress shop. And they were in a closet. Uh-huh. And one of the mannequins started moving. I mean, it didn't have a head, you know, just a body part. But it started going, gyrating. It did this. 
not just like a little it was like moving yeah and we we just ran we ran out we just like we're out of here that's our early days yeah our early, early days, days. Where we were seasoned investigators yeah yes, the sacramento it's, theater company is something you know yeah it really is woodland theater too oh, oh my yeah. god yeah, one of our other favorite places that karen and karen did a really good channeling in this place was is the sequoia in placer oh yeah oh wait a minute how'd that happen that's in placer that's not the sequoia i think i hit the wrong one there we go there we go <laughs> i'm sorry that's the felon I can't keep track. We went to Karen didn't do the ballot. I was looking up investigations that Karen did. Um, the Sequoia. Oh my gosh. Karen actually channeled the woman at the Sequoia, the, the owner. The family, the original family that owned this building is still there. And yeah. they like to sit and watch everybody come in and out of there. Right now it's being used for parties, you know, for bookings and stuff. But a lot of weddings. Be, yeah, it used to be a working restaurant that people could go into every night. Mm -hmm. And um, they always had ghostly activity, cold spots, and they, they'd see the apparition of a woman, they see the apparition of a little boy, and stuff like that. And so we go in there, and um, Janelle, one of the first visits we ever made there, um, one of the legends is that the woman, if you're standing in, in, in the downstairs bathroom and looking in the mirror, she'll appear in the mirror behind she'll you. She'll appear in the mirror. And I remember Janelle came out, all white face, and she goes, I just mm -hmm. saw her. I remember that too. I've never, I never saw her, but I could feel her. I could sense her. Yeah. But then when you, Laura Freeman and I went back into the women's restroom, we were just, just the three of us. We had an incredible experience. Do you remember so that? Karen, yep. And there's Karen in the women's restroom. She's sitting down. It's not a great Oh pose. my God. I'm so young. Look at that pose. Look at that. It's between the legs pose. I'm sorry, guys. She was. And um, she was she, she was talking to, I guess, a gentleman. And yeah. I have an EVP for this, too, I want to share. And um, as she was doing it, I had a, this is with Channel 10. Channel 10 came along on this investigation. And we had a FLIR thermal imaging camera with us at the time. Mm -hmm. And just above Karen, it's all wooden. Um, all the heat and air conditioning was off in the building. Yeah. And as Karen was doing her channeling, I noticed that something was trying to appear. It was trying to manifest with the flare. So okay. if you see this series of shots, I took these over like a over a three minute period, time period. And that's what you do. You go yeah. boom, 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 boom. Yeah. And as you can see, this this red zone is coming up. Something's trying to manifest. It got to this point, and I guess it wasn't strong enough to manifest because it went back down to here. But it was interesting because right in front of my eyes, I was watching this thing manifest over, you know, up above Karen. Now, let me see if I can play this EVP. I'm going to flip screens here. And then remember, we went out to the great, the, the, the graveyard across yeah. the street from, well, well, I guess we'll get to that later. Yeah. That's a great story. So we got this EVP. I'm going to play it for you guys. You might have to turn your TVs up a little bit, your computers up. But we got this EVP, and this is this is Karen down in that bathroom with the dowsing rods. So mm -hmm. go ahead and listen, and and, and and this is really just a cool story behind it. I'll play it again for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> 
So if you listen closely to this, he says, oh, can't breathe. Mm -hmm. We went back later and talked to the manager of the hotel. And as it turned out, this bathroom did not exist back in the 1800s. This was part of the yard. And there was a tree out there and somebody was hung from the tree. Yeah. So the one we contacted was apparently the one that was that was hung from that tree. So I'll play the true. Yeah. Now I'll play it one more time for you guys. <laughs> now another time, uh we we've been there multiple times too, you know, with channel, you know, with several TV stations and stuff that came in with us. Mm -hmm. And um, Karen was in the ballroom doing a, you know, doing a walkthrough and reading because they were mm -hmm. having what was it, dance, dance They had dance lessons, right? Yeah. And they were doing the ball. That, that was it was real popular back then. They were doing the ballroom dance dancing. That, I don't know. They probably still do it. Yeah, I don't get that much. <laughs> but did the lights go out during the session? What's that? You said the lights went out during the session. Uh, uh the, at the session that you're talking about right now? The ballroom dancing. Yes, yes, yes. So we sat yeah. down to do an EVP session. At the Sequoia, you're talking about the Sequoia, yeah, the Sequoia Hotel. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. We sat down. That was do crazy. Yeah, we sat down to do an EVP session, and we got our answer. Turn the lights on and off at the ballroom. Do you know? Hmm. Yeah. Well, I'll find out. If you can hear the name, I'll play it again. Turn yeah. the lights on and off at the ballroom. Do you know? Hmm. Yeah. Well, I'll find out. I Kevin, he was snitching on whoever turned the lights off. Yeah. So that was kind of cool. That was the, that was really kind of cool. So we've had a good time at the I can't say a good time, but we've, we've gotten good stuff at the Sequoia. And when we talk about the cemetery, um, oh, that just was, that blew me away. The housing rod session. I don't know if it was in the restroom or where it was, but I that was in the restroom. You, Laura, and I, we were in okay. the restroom, and I was channeling. Yeah. And then oh, yeah, we, yeah. I think you got something on the EVP. We got a name, and then right. we went across the street. Right. To the graveyard. I've never been there. I don't know if you've ever been there. I never been there. I don't know about Laura, but somehow we were led the the dowsing rods and all the equipment. We it led us to uh, it steered me a certain direction, and we ended up right at the same grave tombstone. Of the name that we got from our EVP session. Yeah, I had taken, I had asked the lady that we were talking to if once we finished, if I took the dowsing rods across the road, if she would lead me to her grave. And so there's video of me doing this. Um, it used to be on the website, but our, um, Yahoo has decided that they don't want to maintain the websites anymore. So I have to change everything. So I'm moving files. Mm -hmm. But, um, there's that. actual video of, of me being led with the dowsing rods through the cemetery to this woman's grave. Again, we go running back into Sequoia. We talk to the manager, and this was a former employee of Sequoia. So it's kind of cool, you know. Yeah. That's, that's what we call. That's good right. Evidence. Yeah, that's what we call good evidence. <laughs> you know, it's not we're not playing all the time, but it's fun. Now I want to talk about a residential that we did in Sacramento. 
And this woman has a daughter who is autistic. Mm -hmm. You remember that one? Yeah. They, yes. Yes. And whatever this, the, um, the, this thing would, would, the daughter would talk to it and she was having sexual dreams is what was going on. She would watch TV and whoever the movie star was, that was, which I had no problem with, but whoever the movie star was on TV that she saw, she would dream about him and then she'd wake up in the morning and feel really violated. Mm. So we go out and I'm doing the, I'm doing the um, prelim and this guy wanted to let us know that he was angry, but he, well, he didn't want us there. So what he essentially did was he wanted to act like he was a demon. So uh, this is the EVP that we got. We, this is only five minutes in. I introduced, uh, we introduced ourselves um, you know, here, we're here for a prelim. This is, this is what we're going to do. If it's okay, we walk, if we walk around your house. Oh, yeah. That was you know, it's here not uncommon for young girls and young men, but more young girls in puberty becoming young women. Somehow they attract a lot more poltergeist activity. It's a, it's a real phenomenon, and um, we, I kind of figured that's probably what was going on. And that with this, the daughter it, being autistic. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry. I'm sorry for interrupting. With the daughter being autistic, that's another issue because they, uh, the autistic autistic kids tend to have abilities to speak with 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 ghosts and, and stuff. And, and that, and she was the main target. Even though the mother the mother was sensitive, obviously, but she, the the daughter was also a main target, and there were there were also ghosts there. Of, of the, the grandmother and the sister was there trying to protect them. Away yeah, from them. that's and right. Then, and then we got a name. His name was Ryan. And, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, and it took a lot. We had to work with the woman. We had to do a cleansing on the woman, to you know get all that energy off of her and all that and get that cleared. But she still has issues from time to time. Now, um, when I talked about the bug jar. And how the ghosts react to it. Um, I was doing a question and answer in the master bedroom. Let me see if it's here. Where is it? Where is it? There it is. And um, I'm blind, you know. And uh, hmm. this is this is Ryan reacting to the bug jar. Make it jump again, Ryan. Make it jump again, Ryan. Because this is worthless. Yeah. Make it jump again, Ryan. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, so that was like, such a creepy, creepy investigation. Yeah, he's reacting uh, to the jar. I don't, and I, I didn't pick up. Well, first of all, I just gotta say my my piece here that I really believe that demons are very, very. Um, they're not common. No. They exist. Evil does exist, but right. they're not like what you see on the, the shows on TV where everything is a demon, a demon. And that's just sensationalism right. to get ratings up. I'm not right. knocking anybody down, but that's, that's the reality of uh, programming. And our group, we're more mature adults. We have a lot of people 
uh, we have uh, PhDs, we've got cops, nurses, MF, MSWs, um, people from all all different backgrounds. For, psychiatrists on staff to help people. Yeah, and it makes it great for the preliminaries because we do a great preliminary screening. And if we think that somebody might be mentally ill, what we'll do is we'll kindly tell them, we think you need to follow up with this number and we'll give them um, referrals, yes. you know, um, to get help. If, but we'll plant the seed in them that maybe they should investigate, you know, talk to a, a counselor or something or a doctor. Um, but really, we put a lot of time and energy into deciding if we're going to take the case or not. Right. I think we're a very responsible group. We just don't take anything off blindsided. Yeah. Um, and, and and there's a lot of documents that they have to sign. We're nonprofit, but um, nevertheless, we take it seriously. When we go out, we have a lot of fun, but we take it seriously too. Um, but that's one really thing I, I think is so great about your group is that you 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 do a great preliminary screening that yeah. other groups don't do. We're really thorough. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about again. I'm going to uh, venture back to Downeyville because Karen. Oh my God! Our experience in Downeyville. Um, you know, like when uh. we're nonprofit, we share bedroom, we share rooms, we share beds, we do you know we do whatever, and we had done our thing. It was a mini conference we had done up in Downeyville, and we were we were going to bed for the night, and it was around maybe one o'clock in the morning, two o'clock in the morning, and we had uh. walked all over town, so we were wiped. So I was in bed with my mom. Kinky. No, I was in bed with my mom. Karen was in was in bed with with, with Mickey McIntyre, and yeah. again it was like two a.m. I thought I it was in, Karen. Yeah, Karen, Karen, and Karen. Okay, yeah, but we it was called Karen. Mickey because it was confusing. Oh, and <laughs> Karen one and Karen two, and um, I was on the other side of my mom next to the wall, and then my mom was next to Karen, so Karen could tell the story because it's it's pretty creepy. <laughs> okay, well. We um, went out there. What was the name of the hotel? I forgot. Yeah, Downeyville. 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 Came to visit you when you were laying in bed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That and, and there was a there was a river that ran right by the hotel, and the water. I think the water carries a lot of spiritual energy as well. But anyways, um, I did an intense reading for a gal the night before. Um, never met her, never seen her in my life, she and her husband. And I mean, for some reason, I really wanted to help her. And I went into a deep, deep trans meditation, which I've done my whole life. And um, um, I, I got, I picked up her father. I saw him. And um, so I did the I did the energy reading and and we confirmed some things and I confirmed some things that she said there's no way anybody could have not known that I picked up on, so that made me feel good that I could help her, and then we um well we always talk till one two o'clock in the morning but we were tired we went to bed 
and you were, you were in the queen with your mom and i shared one with karen mm -hmm. and i will never ever forget um something like woke me out of a dead sleep and i looked and i saw a man with dark hair and a mustache a dark mustache and he had a blue um plaid shirt he kind of looked like a, a a working man type you know i didn't think anything of it i'm like who's this dude he must be some some spirit haunting this hotel or somebody crossing over i don't know who, who he is but what but i'm lying on the bed and he like leans up over the bed like this and just stares at me with a faceless expression but it wasn't bad but it freaked me out because it was so 3d a lot of times when i see apparitions i don't see 3d that doesn't happen a whole lot he was 3d so come morning a few hours later the gal came back over in the morning and she said i want to let you know thank you very much for the reading um and i want to show you a picture of my dad and she took out the picture for dad yeah it, it was the same guy he had dark hair a dark mustache and in the picture he was wearing a blue plaid shirt and i started crying and she's like, what's wrong? I'm like, your dad came to visit last night. I guess he was validating that everything's okay. I still get emotional when I think about it. That is but it scared me. It did. It scared. It freaked me out. And, I, and, and at that time, I was pretty seasoned. I don't and care I how seasoned you are. It still it catches you off guard. It does. I'm a, I'm a light sleeper, especially in a haunted place. And I remember all of a sudden I hear Karen go, you're not Michael. Hey, that, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. I'll never forget that. And he, he didn't make his presence very long, just long enough where I could really get a good view of him mm -hmm. and show me who he was. I didn't know who the hell he was until the next morning when she brought the picture of, but I really think one of the reasons why um, he came is because that particular channeling session I did, I went into deep, deep trans mental, you know, meditation. I really, really pulled everything I could from the bottom of my soul to contact him for her because I knew how much she wanted to contact him. I really wanted to help her. So, um, yeah, that was, that was, that was, I want to clarify something about the last case. We take every case seriously. Like the woman who was being physically assaulted at night, we take that very seriously. Um, you know, when we hear stories like that, because there is something going on. As it turned out in this case, that person, Ryan, he was attached to the property and he wanted to be lord and master of that household and that's what he was trying to pull that's right i remember that and so we had to deal with the problem is because he was attached to the land we had to handle it a different way you know something i want to clarify these shows and what people's expectations are when we go out we get calls all the time to 
and cleanse the house. We get calls over all the time to exercise the house. The problem is not all cleansings fit all investigations. That's right. And we're not we're not we're not practitioners. We're not clergy. You know? And that's yeah, and that's why we have to do the thorough prelims that we do because we have to know what we're dealing with before mm -hmm. we can cleanse the house. We can't go in and do a standard cleansing on a Native American because it's not going to work. Mm -hmm. Okay, you have to bring in a medicine man to do something like that. Mm -hmm. You know, or or if it does involve the church, you bring in a, you know, you can try to get a priest in or whatever you need to do. Right. You just can't go in and cleanse the house because people would think right away there's a demon in the house or there's something evil going on in that house. And then you have to, you know, you go in and you're doing the wrong kind of thing, you can make stuff worse. So you have to be really careful going in. You know, use kid gloves when you go in. So I just wanted to clarify that. There's That's another thing too that people don't realize is there's a lot of downtime doing this. Sometimes you'll go out, you'll sit for hours and nothing happens. Yeah. And you'll review the evidence. There's nothing, not even an orb. Nothing happened. Nothing. And the client's really disappointed and, and they're trying to like extract it. Well, you, didn't you didn't you do didn't you see that? That's what we saw. Didn't you think that? No. No. Nothing happened. We're really sorry. We're honest. We're not going to make shit up. Sorry. No. Nothing happened. I did an investigation in Vallejo at this house with, with Sabrina. And the woman complained that at night because she used to, she had sleep apnea. So she had one of those air masks on that she would sleep with. And she would, she complained at night that the ghost that was in the house would, would, would take the mask off her face and it would wake her up at night. So boredom, boredom, boredom. I sat there. She was, <laughs> she was an early sleeper. I sat there from 8 p.m. until 6 a.m. watching this woman sleep. And only one thing happened through the whole night. <laughs> what it was is her cat would jump up on her chest at night and it would play with the mask yeah. and remove the mask off her face. It was her cat. That Nothing was else. Was that was the spirit. Yeah. Was her cat. But I sat there all night up until the point that the cat did this and watched a woman sleep. Ruth Caldwell, that was with me, sat in the room with the woman to take uh -huh. notes. And she was sitting on the floor by the bed, and she was sitting there all night. So that's why when Karen says, you go out and sometimes nothing happens and you're sitting there, this is this is what it is. It's the life of yeah. a ghost. That's, that's right. What, that's what we do. It's not like TV. You yeah, I, I don't understand how some of these people, they're probably more accomplished than I am, but they go, they're on TV and they just go right up to the person and they channel the person right away. I I can't do that. It takes me a while to settle in to call my guides in and protect myself. It's really important to ground yourself, to protect yourself before you do channeling work. Yes. Not a whole nother topic for another time. Protection is really important. Yes. Um, but, um, uh, yeah, sometimes I just don't, I don't understand. Remember the Washu Club? Yeah, oh my that God. That was wild. And I, I'll never forget. I'll never forget. That was one of the most wild investigations I ever did. The Washu Club in Virginia City. And I remember just as ghost adventures were leaving, we mm -hmm. came in right after him. Mm -hmm. And after our investigations, the um, he looked like a ghost himself. But the bartender was there like for 20 some years. 
And he told us we did a better job than Ghost Adventures did. I thought that was pretty cool. But we were also, uh, we joined in with another Bay Area group, I think, or Nevada group, I think. Yeah, the Nevada team. Yeah. That, so that was really, really fun. But it was really, really um, nerve-wracking, too. There's a, there was a lot of stuff happening there. Um, I was up on the second floor in what they call the meeting room, the big ballroom. And because I was having trouble walking that night, I was at the monitors. And I gotta give you an idea of this place when we were there. I know they've improved it a lot, but there were no there were no rails on the stairwells. And when people went walking up the stairwells, you know, to go walking up those stairwells, you could fall. You could have an accident doing it. So I made sure the team was was working in twos because I didn't want any accidents in the dark. So I'm sitting at the command station with Jill, and um, I told everybody, uh, I guess everybody decided to go on a break because Jerry came in and said, look, we're all going on a break, so I'm going to head downstairs, and we'll let you guys know when we come back up. And I was like, okay, fine. About five minutes later, someone comes walking through the door. And it was weird because if you've ever <laughs> If you've seen Polar Express and you see it without it being 3D, everything looks kind of orangey, okay? Mm -hmm. I mean, you're looking at 3D, but you're not on a 3D TV. Everything looks kind of orange, and they look really weird. This is what this looked like, but it was yeah. dressed in black like my team members, and it came through the door, and it did a walk around the edge of the table. And I remember, because it looked like Jerry, because it looked like it had red hair. Jerry's got red hair. Yeah. And I remember yelling at him, saying, GD, Jerry, you're not supposed to be walking around alone. Because you were in that room, it was a big room. You were in that room all by yourself. Yeah, because Jill had taken a break. I was kind of nervous for you, too. Because yeah, Jill had taken a break. And I looked at Jerry and I said, GD, Jerry, you're not supposed to be walking around. And he came around the table and was like parallel to me. And I was looking at the profile and he disappeared right in front of me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I saw a couple of shadow figures there. And, um, I picked up on some prostitute prostitutes. Um, <laughs> evidently, there was an underground, you know, where the call girls came through the tunnels. Yeah. For the politicians, for the people that stayed at these big, it was a big place back in the day, the 1800s, 1700s. And a lot of times, these old mining towns, they had um, tunnels where they would yeah. sneak the girls through, you know, sad, but true. And um, I, I picked up on one that was um, abused. She didn't cross. And then somehow she started following Lorna and Lorna freaked out. Do you remember oh, yeah. that? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And we tried to cross her over, but her energy was so strong and mad. She was mad. And then I picked up on a guy there's a bar underneath and there's an old cranky guy. It's on the, um, the left, the, the, the left side, North left, North side. And, um, that's kind of where he is in that general area. And he's an old, kind of a cantankerous guy and, he has not crossed, and I remember I channeled him, and he told me, will you just tell those people to shut up down in that bar? But he used, I heard him use profanity. I said, well, go go haunt him. I can't tell him that, you know. That's our business. 
go haunt them. What do you want me to do? You know? And um, I asked him, you know, why, why are you still here? And then he got, like, upset with me. Like, I said, yeah, I, I said okay, no problem. I, I didn't want to go any further with that with that person. Because that's when it can get kind of weird and twisted. You know when to back off. You have to know when to back off. Yeah. Hey, remember that room? Because they took us on a tour through there during the day. Remember that room that, that the floor was moving? Oh, at, at the watching club, you mean? Yes. Remember? Because they took us yeah. into that room. Yes. And I remember walking in and I looked because Jerry was behind me and I looked at Jerry and I said, hey, this floor is moving. Yes. He and got pretty, and Jerry never like reacts. Jerry never reacts. And Jerry, he he was a little flipped out when that happened. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we just, this, this was in broad daylight. We walked in. Yeah. I don't know what the deal was, but. You remember he played a trick on us a long time ago? It was so funny. <laughs> yeah, I could kill him. We have fun sometimes too. Yeah, sometimes you got to break it up. Sometimes you know, it's so intense. You get into these yeah. situations that you, you have you to gotta, break it up. You sometimes. have to take breaks, definitely, you know? for sure. You know? Um, we did a lot of residentials too. Yeah. I remember we, we crossed over. I think we, we all, there was a big, a big group of us. And, we were at a schoolyard and we were standing in a circle all holding hands. Oh, uh, yeah. And we crossed the mother over. That was Downeyville, yeah. That was great. That, that, that was a nice release. Um, we did one in Eldorado Hills, this woman, and um, she was hearing noises in the walls. And the first thing we think of, because, because oh, especially new house, though, is rats, you know, going through the walls. snakes. Yeah, and snakes. So, you know, we end up crawling through the attics and stuff with, and the thing with rats is when they pee, they leave a um, a trail, and you, you can use a fluorescent light to, to see if there's trails. So I had people up in the attic in this place, didn't find anything, and um, we ended up doing some EVP sessions in the house. And, uh, you know, Karen, Karen was hitting on, on, on a bunch of people that were coming in and out of this house. And we didn't know really what was, you know, what was going on. The kids were hearing stuff. And so we were doing EVP sessions in this house. And we settled on the bathroom because it seemed like the activity was centered in the restroom. And, you know, a lot of activity is centered in bathrooms because that's where the water is in the house. And also in old hotels, when you go into old hotels, that's where you're going to get activity is the bathrooms. I never go to the bathroom in an old hotel. The reason being is that <laughs> even, though, even though they've changed the plumbing, yeah, they don't change the plumbing all the way under the building all the time. So no. you're getting plumbing that's from like, you know, a lot of years ago. So a lot of that has energy in it. So that's why you're getting stuff in these hotels. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, we, I go, we go in the bathroom and we're doing EVP sessions. And I got this one. And you're going to hear the voice, and it's kind of, it's cool. Listen. Are you one of the children? Hey. Yes. Again. Are you one of the children? Hey. Yes. Ah. 
So you can hear the, the child on there. Yeah. And wow. The other thing you can remember too with these cases is that we don't even put in, you know, we don't say that it's something until we have three ways of verifying it. So I'll do the, I'll do an EVP session like this. I'll be using dowsing rods and then, then the psychic or medium will be in there to verify. It. That's how, that's how we're verifying stuff. And then we'll go back and do our research. As it turned out, this is an area where there was a wagon train trail. And on some of the EVPs we got, we could actually hear the horses and the wagon trains going through. But this uh, was, like, this was awesome. like a portal that they were coming through. They were coming through this house. Now I'm going to play. Um, let me lean forward a little bit. See what I got. I got a couple here, but the one that's most notable is this one. And uh, we had a lot of action in that place. What is that? Do you understand that? Okay, that's not the one I wanted. I, I didn't hear anything. I made a mistake. That's not the one I wanted. That's okay with you then, right? Yeah, so you can hear me. That's, right? that's okay with you then, right? Oh, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Here's the one I wanted. Better with he headphones, too. Yeah. See, I'm blind, so I can't let me play the wrong one. This is the one I wanted. Come on, are you willing to not come back here? It's a simple choice. It's either spend time with your family and not come back here, or be stuck here and not see your family. So what would you rather do? Are you willing to not return here and bug this family? That's the choice you have. Are you willing? If it were me, I'd want to be with my family. Note to self, something just got moved on the sound, um, on the bathtub side. Did you move that? Yes. Oh. So the yes is, is the dowsing rod's answer. But they did move something, and you could actually hear it, hear it on the tape. So, I mean, that's the stuff that goes on. And at this point, we were getting to the end, and we, kind of, we knew at this point who, who and what we were dealing with. So we were trying to move them to cross them over to, you know, so that they, that they weren't wandering the earth and stuff. As it turns out with this case, what we found out is that the mother and father were fighting a lot. Because he, he was an absent husband. He worked out of town a lot. And so he would come home and they would argue. And the problem is when they went to bed at night, they did not uh, you know make up or anything. So she had all this pent-up anger when she went to bed. So a lot of the activity in the house was being caused by poltergeist activity, right? Remember? Mm -hmm. There was poltergeist activity and it was coming from her. So that's, um, that's usually it. And like, like I said, it's like, usually it's from a person that, that has, it's kind of torn inside, kind of like a tornado or their, um, Entering adulthood a lot of times. Yes. When poltergeist activity hits. There we go. There's that. There it is, right there. Yeah. And so we were able to get her some some psyche, so you know, some help to help her calm down. I'm not going to say a psychiatrist, but somebody to work with her. Oh, that's good. Hearing the house where she was hearing stuff, um, like she was hearing stuff on the there were dark stains on the ceiling. That was that was from something leaking in the attic that we found out. 
And uh, so that was a successful case. You know, we were able to debunk a lot of the stuff that went on there. A lot of it. So That's good. Uh, what makes this happen? When we can do that and, 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 and narrow down what's going on in the house, we're happy doing that. Oh, and definitely. She was saying because she was so angry, she had opened up a portal on the property. And so they were coming through. That, that was her anger that caused that. So uh, we had, to, it's hard to close a portal, but we were able to close it and hopefully it's getting closed. We haven't heard anything from her. But these things are coming because of that. And Karen was on that case as well. Another case we did, and we're going to close with this case. We went out to a pizza parlor. You remember that? Oh, one? my goodness. Oh, yes. In Pleasanton. And this yes. pizza parlor is written up in a lot of in a lot of mm -hmm. paranormal stuff online. And we, we got that was funny. And let me go ahead and pull that up. Da, 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 as I go up. I can't read. So that I'm was in the Bay Area, right, Charlotte? Yeah, that was in Pleasanton. There it okay. is, 2011. That was back in 2011. I remember what happened. And go I ahead think and Fred, Fred was there. And yes. Okay, who else was there? It was Fred. I got a list of who was there. Hang on. Here we go. So, all right. So it was you. It was me, Julie, Fred, Kat, you, and John. Okay. And we did some debunking. They have a mirror there that they claim they that that the mirror gets gets foggy and stuff like, like the apparitions in this mirror. And we were able to debunk that because some mirrors, the way they were made, as they age, they they get filmy and foggy. So we were able to debunk that. Um, and uh, when Karen talks about the uh, hidden um, passageways that are under buildings, this was one of those buildings that had one. And usually in these older towns, in Sacramento too, old Sacramento, there's tunnels underneath. And the yeah. tunnels were underneath there because the gentlemen wanted to go to the bars and, and be with the ladies of the night. Yeah. So, um, that's what they would do, and that's how they would get there without being seen by the wives and, and by the local police. Yeah. Or a lot of times the police turn turned they didn't care. Or they yeah. they lost the police off. Yeah. The wild, wild west days. The wild, wild west days. And that's and that's a lot of what we we um if we're not doing residentials, we're doing a lot of the older historic hotels, and that's what we're dealing with. Are these are these um, souls that are really charged up, or yeah. very sad, or very um, a lot of loss, and, or and they're I, still waiting. They're still waiting for their their love to come back. Yes, I mean a lot of it's tragic. Yes, if you look on here and look at our evidence, I have, you know it talks about the mirror. It also talks about the glasses that they had stored on the bar. That the reports where these glasses would move and stuff. Well, Pleasanton is on the fault line. So it's our belief that the glasses would move if there were an earthquake tremor and stuff. And that's one thing, you know, teams have to do if you're on investigation and you got stuff moving like that. The first thing I do is I look to see if there was an earthquake. Especially in California. Yeah. Something like that. So um yeah, so this is but a case. Wasn't, wasn't there something written in back? They took the mirror and they realized there was something written behind yeah. the mirror, and that's yeah. actually what was showing up when yeah. 
it got yeah. foggy, so it wasn't anything paranormal. No, it was probably written with a sharpie. You it know. was, yeah, that's what it was. We debunked yeah. it. Yeah, and they but weren't. Too, I don't think they were too happy with that. They wanted no. us to find something. No, yeah, but Karen did. Karen was in contact with the lady of the evening, and that's who we, we would go down to the basement and talk with. So I got one EVP out of the place, and I think it was a, a man's voice. Let me see what we got. Here. Oh, I forget. This is I forgot. I hope this is the right one because. Okay. Were you glad you're in the big earthquake? He says no, but you can't. I don't know why you can't. Were you glad you're in the big earthquake? Yeah, so that was another gentleman we met down in the basement. I think he was a bartender, some original bartender. Mm -hmm. But that was what we call a fun case because you know, yeah, you that was residentials, and it's very, very serious because you have to, you have, you know, you're dealing with people's lives, you know, with this, and you know, you got to be really, really, really careful when you do these residentials, and then you get these other investigations in like the Murphy's Hotel and this pizza place. And stuff like that, and and they're more fun to do. It's it's more relaxing for us to do. You talk to the employees about all their experiences, yeah. and they'll, they'll tell you. And I remember one of the janitors. He worked there for years at Murphy's Hotel, and it was just him. He was closing up late at night. He was the only one in the hotel, and uh, somebody came in with a gun to try to rob him. And just as he was going to go in the other room to get the money, Evelyn, you know, the, the main spirit lady that watches over no, the hotel, no, 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 yeah. she started coming down the stairs. And uh, the janitor said they freaked out. They just ran right out of there, guns and all. I mean, they freaked out. They saw Eleanor. So she saved, saved the night. I think that's such a neat story. Another story that I that they told me was that the show was on um, one of the TV shows, the Kitchen Nightmares show, with the with the oh British, yeah with the British guy. I can't remember his name with the big mouth. Um, anyway, the blonde guy, Australian or something. Yeah, and uh, it was funny because while he was in the kitchen, pitching pitching his tantrum, Hell's Kitchen, Hell's Kitchen. I don't know, is no. it Hell's Kitchen? I don't know which guy it is. I don't I can't know. Remember. He's the one that used to go in and, and re remake the restaurants. He'd go in and, and check out what was going on at the restaurants, and then he'd completely redo the restaurants. Their food was great, and then they had new management, and it went downhill Yeah, at yeah. this time. So what what they told me, and it was funny because they said that he started to go on one of his rants, and all of a sudden the pots and pans started flying at him. <laughs> so Eleanor got mad and was throwing stuff at him, and he, he ran out of there. So, I mean, this goes on all the time at the Murphy's Hotel. I, mean, I know. When I walk in there to do an investigation, they they, they keep a list of, of ghost encounters for me. And it's usually, and it's not like on a, on a in a book. It's usually like on napkins or whatever they happen to have. Yeah. Guess we'll write stuff down. I get piles like this, you know, going into this place. Yeah. And then we sit there in the room and care, you know, and we look at them, you know, to see what. I remember one one time we were leaving the place and I was doing a last check and I went down that little skinny hallway with those lights. Yes. And as I was leaving, 
they all started swinging at the same time. Like they're yeah. saying, bye, we'll see you later. Yeah. Did you get any, do you have any EVPs of Charlie from the ballroom? Unfortunately, because the website's changing over. Some of the- Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. And I'm on different computers. And so I have to gather everything up again. Everything's like scattered. Yeah. My computer with everything on it is dead right now. And I can't access anything, even the backups. So I'm on the new computer, so I don't have that access. I was thinking about that. Today. If you ever access that one, that one was great. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing with the Murphy's Hotel, the first time we went, I don't think Karen went the first time. I was there with Becca, uh, went with us, Becca Gonzalez. And they were in the Mark Twain ballroom. It's always the Mark Twain ballroom. I know. And they were following, and I have it on audio somewhere, where they were following a ball of energy through the room with their EMF meters. Hmm. But the problem was they said the air got so thick that two of them threw up. Yeah. Yeah. It can make you ill. It can make you ill. Yeah. And so I told them to go outside, take a break. The other thing that happened was Jose, we were doing, she was sharing, we were doing a seance around uh, one of the tables in that room. And I had the infrared cameras going, and I also took motion detectors and put them around the table because I thought it would be cool to see if we could pick up the ghosts coming and going. Oh, that is a good idea. And as Jose was sitting there, and I and I have to get this footage up. Like I said, everything's in transit right now with the website. Um, you see Jose go blurry in the camera. And these cameras we use, these Sony's, I call them ghost detectors because Karen's seen this too. When the ghosts come forward. The camera goes blurry. Yeah. I mean, every time. Every and time. Watching this, Jose goes blurry. God, you, okay. Uh, just a few last tidbits. I remember when we went to the Woodland, um, we did like a, a not a, a ghost tour, but a, like an in-service thing. We were at the Woodland Opera House. and Yeah. And um, this is about the time that I knew I had three grapefruit-sized tumors in my body, but I didn't know if they were cancerous or not. So I was a little not right in the head. I was scared. Right. And one of the ladies took a picture of me on the um, stage. Yeah. She and 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 there was somebody right next to me. And when she took the picture, she showed me. You could see the outline of me, but you didn't see my body. You just saw the outline of me, and the other person was 3D. And then she did another picture and the same thing. And I always thought, wow, I wonder if that had something to do with when I had those tumors or something. Crazy. Hang on one second. Yeah, that was crazy. And going back to that uh, Murphy's thing, um, uh, as I'm watching Jose and I'm watching this happen on Jose, I said, Jose, you're blurry. And he looks at, and he looks at me and he goes, I know it. I don't feel good. Oh. Uh-huh. And I said, well, you're blurry. Something's on you. Something's in you. Something's on you. And at that point, Sharon looks over and says, oh, my God, it's, it's, it's crap. Um, the Mermaid Hotel, a lot of um, famous people have stayed there. Gen- uh, President Grant has stayed there, but he was General Grant. You know, Mark a, lot of people, a lot of the people that were on the Titanic. <laughs> yeah. John Jacob Astor. And it was interesting because the thing Sharon said was that, that was Grant that was in Jose. 
And so in the meantime, I'm turning the camera away from him to prove that it's not a, that it's not something with the camera. So you know, I'll turn the camera off of him and the camera's clear. Go back to Jose. He's blurry. So at that point, Jose says, you don't have permission to be inside of me. You know, uh, you don't have permission to be inside of me. Well, what happens next is all of a sudden he clears up. It, it's gone. So that Dad. was really cool. That was a good experience. Anyway, Karen, Dad. this was great. We're going to have to do this again. This was a blast, Charlotte. I have so many more stories that I'm, I'm just thinking about now, but I know we don't have time to, to tell them all. We just tip, did the tip of the iceberg, but this has been a lot of fun. I have a worked with a lot of psychics on this team. And when we go out to validate, my the psychic team is, I would say, 95% accurate. We've got a lot of talent on your team. Yeah, 95% accurate, my, my, the psychic team is. We have one of the best psychic mm -hmm. teams on the West Coast. Yeah. And if it wasn't for Karen, we wouldn't we wouldn't have gotten to that point because Karen was going out on everything with us, you know. Yeah. And we helped a lot of people. We we've yeah, we have over the years. And when and with me, I could always tell when we were on investigation at a residential when Karen hit a home run because the because the homeowner would cry. Yeah. Oh, remember the seance? Yeah. There's like 50 people there, and. I scared you really, really bad because I started talking about fire and you thought I, I was going somewhere. And I was I was talking about I saw a that when they were little, they were in a fire or something. And you thought I was talking about they were going to hell. Something I was like a, well, I had pneumonia. I didn't know it. And I was up and I was dozing off. And yeah. I was a firefighter. And you know, Karen's doing this seance. And she starts talking about fire. And the first thing I thought was, oh, my God. She's going to tell the lady that, that he's going into fire. And they're like, no, the lady's going to think it's hell. So I'm, I'm behind the woman. So Karen's doing the seance. And I wake up and I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, no, I remember. No, I was like, what? What the heck are you doing? Why? What yeah. are you thinking? And then she I says, and then the woman stands up and says, oh, he was a fireman. And I'm like, yeah. oh, thank you. I, there was some correlation. Yeah, there's a correlation because the guy was a firefighter. And, and then everybody got up and walked out and they were all crying. I'm like, I made everybody cry. <laughs> so, yeah. So I didn't mean to do that. If it's healing, it's good. But you don't want to make everybody cry all the time. And it's not just Karen. I mean, I've seen other psychics on my team. Oh, Nancy. We have, we have a great dream. Trish, Nancy. Yeah, Nancy, Trish, Paula. Paula. Uh, you know, uh, Stephanie. Really lucky. I've seen my psychics do this. But the thing is, you have to remember, you just can't go by what the psychics read on the field. You have to have, you know, evidence that that that, Absolutely. that goes with that. That's what we do. We obtain evidence. We have so many orbs, so many pictures, and so many audio stuff that we've thrown out. Because if I don't get three types of evidence to back it up, I'm not going to put it out there. In fact, I'm good for emailing it to the team so the team can look at it and get their opinion on the stuff. We're very, mm -hmm. we're, we're very, thing. and just like when I do my EVP sessions, I have a record of everybody's voice on file. I have them whisper, I have them talk loud, I have them, you know, talk, talk in a normal voice, I'm talking a happy voice. When I get an EVP, I go through and do a compare on it with, a, with Adobe Audition. So I know whether or not it's an investigator's voice. 
So I mean, the stuff right. when we go into a restaurant, and like I said, when we were in the hotel, it's it's true evidence of what's going on in the building or what made it. Absolutely. And when that when Charlie came through a couple of times at the Murphy Hotel in the Mark Twain ballroom, that's humongous, and nobody's in the hotel, and it's only women at the at the table at the time, and Mel the male voice came through. That didn't come out from the street. No. That room is too big for that. No. no. Yeah. Plus it's that, upstairs. That. Plus it's upstairs away from everything. Yeah. So this yeah, is fun, Charlotte. We're very thorough. And my psychic team, I'm very proud of them. I'm very proud of the, of the work they do. They work hard. And they're all very good. They're all very talented. Karen's had health problems, so she's mm. been working from home for us. But I mean, you know, everybody switches around and everybody switches positions. But I mean, everybody's done a fabulous job. And I can't wait for COVID to really completely be over because I want to get back out. I know. That's what we do. You know, we help. And I am getting stronger now, so I can yeah. go out. You know, so we're gonna we're gonna start getting back, we're getting back out. In fact, we're careful. planning on doing an old hotel coming up here. I don't know when yet. Uh, or which one? Are fine. Yeah, it's we're down the, one, the ones so, that are a little sinister that I will do from a distance because I don't want to tax my body. Yeah, yeah. Without being it sick gotcha. for so long. Gotcha, gotcha. But that was um, great. It was great. It was fun. We'll have to do this again. Definitely. I tell you, we'd be great camping. Yeah. We could scare the hell out of people. But, uh, <laughs> I always tell you, you so got to write your book. Jack, she's in. She, you're in Half Moon Bay today, huh? Yeah. So you're coming from your hotel room doing this. That's pretty cool. That's right. That's cool. Anyway, I'm going to let you go, and I'm going to get okay. out of here. And it has been a blast. Yep. That's been and, great. Uh, and thank you so much. You're welcome. Have a thank good you. evening, Karen. Yeah, have a good we'll evening. See you later. Yep. Bye. Bye. Anyway, that was fun. And if anybody doubts Karen's abilities, I'm sorry you doubt her abilities, but she is really good. And I just want to clarify that Karen has been really ill the last the last four or five years. So, um, you know, she might have forgotten detail, you know, details on stuff, but she's very good at what she does. She's very good at what she does. And um, she and I used to work really good in tandem when we were on, on investigation. So uh, I'm, I'm still glad she's hanging in there with me. My, my good buddy, Karen. Anyway, uh, guys, like I said, uh, the next time you see me, I may be broadcasting from the sound booth, or I may not. I might have to wait till Monday. But, uh, yeah. And I've got the T-shirts for sale on our on our California Haunts Radio website. That's www.CaliforniaHauntsRadio.com if you want a T-shirt. They're $21.95, and they go up to size 3X for men and women. Um Here's another incentive for you. If you can find, if, if you if you submit guest suggestions to me, and the guest books, I will give you a free T-shirt. And what I will do, because I don't want to wear it and be all icky, you know, you know, somebody wears your T-shirt and they wash it, it's still like you. I will put it and show you, mention your name on the air, and I'll drop, I'll drape it over the back of my chair here, and so it'll be back there when I do the show. So if, if you'd like to suggest a guest, go ahead. There's a contact form on that website. Again, it's www.CaliforniaHauntsRadio.com. And there's a contact form there, and you can suggest a guest. The other thing is, as you see, um, PayPal.me.CaliforniaHaunts. 
I do this uh, all for free, essentially. It's a whole lot of pocket. And we like to keep getting some good guests. In fact, June's completely booked. So we've got some really great stuff coming up in June. And um, if you want to donate a little bit to help me out to pay for all this stuff, I'd really appreciate it. It doesn't have to be a lot, five bucks, whatever. Also, we are going to finally launch the Patreon, and we're going to have some really cool levels and really cool prizes with that. And I might add a pair of California Hot sunglasses to the prizes on the, on the Patreon. So, um, I'll, and see, I have a lot to say today. And if you can share this with five people, just five people, even if you hate the show and you want to share this with five people, send it over to them. Send it to the people you hate, okay? Um, because we want to get as many people watching this as possible. We're trying to get our numbers up. I'm trying to get um, advertisers to work with us. I'm trying to get sponsors to get this show really launched and going. So whatever you can do to help us out would be great. But anyway, I want to thank you guys. And I'm going to see our guest for Wednesday. I'm going to go ahead and tease it right now. Let me go back to my file. So I even keep files. Wednesday's guest is going to be Jared Murphy. And let's see. He has a lot to say about ancient technologies. Um, you know, uh, a lot of those books, Chariots of the God, have been out about how the aliens had built the technology in Egypt and different places. Jared Murphy doesn't think so. Jared Murphy's a Bible scholar, has done a lot of research, and he seems to think that it was the Egyptian people that built a lot of those technologies. So we're going to hear his theories and, and, why, and why he thinks that on Wednesday, uh, on Wednesday evening. So I want to thank everybody for coming on. And have a good rest of your Memorial Day. And I appreciate every, each and every one of you. Have a good night, guys. Oh, hang on. See that? I'm ahead of myself. Huh. Okay. Have a good night, guys.